Hey listeners, welcome back to another episode of our educational podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Today we've got a really intriguing topic that involves deep science, complex mathematics, and astounding technology. We're diving into something called CESPED, a new benchmark for supervised particle pose estimation in cryo-EM. Now, before you hit pause, because that sounded super intimidating, don't worry. We're going to break this down so by the end of the episode, you'll not only understand it, but you'll also be able to impress your friends with your knowledge of cutting-edge scientific developments. Let's start by uncovering what all these terms mean. Cryo-EM, or cryogenic electron microscopy, is a technique that lets scientists see the tiniest structures of biological molecules like proteins and viruses in high-detail 3D. To simplify, imagine you have many tiny particles, like pieces of a molecular puzzle, suspended and frozen quickly to keep them in their natural state, hence the term cryo. Right, Tom. When these particles are imaged by an electron microscope because they're frozen randomly, they're all in different orientations. To get to the 3D model, scientists need to figure out the original pose or orientation of each particle. That's what we call pose estimation. And this is where the complexity begins, because figuring out these poses isn't a piece of cake. Traditional methods compare the images in all possible orientations to find the best match, which, as you can imagine, is a time-consuming and computationally intense process. But there's good news. With the rise of artificial intelligence, deep learning approaches have entered the stage, attempting to predict the orientation directly from the images. These models learn from a dataset where the correct orientation is already known. That's the supervised part that was mentioned at the start. However, these deep learning models need a ton of labeled data and computational power, and they still haven't quite caught up to the traditional methods in terms of accuracy or reliability. And that's precisely the gap that CESPED aims to fill. This new benchmark dataset is designed to boost the development of more accurate deep learning models for pose estimation in cryo-EM. Think of it like this. If you wanted to benchmark the speed of different sports cars, you'd take them all to the same track under the same conditions and see how they perform. CESPED does this for deep learning models, creating a sort of racetrack tailored for cryo-EM data. Researchers from the University of Oxford, Aztecs Pharmaceuticals, and the Universidad Complutense de Madrid have come together to create CESPED. It includes a varied set of data with different molecules for the models to work on. Plus, they've provided tools to manipulate this data and evaluate model performance more easily. So not only are they creating the benchmark, but also providing the necessary toolkit to use it effectively. The goal here is not just to create a better deep learning model. This progress could lead to faster and more accurate 3D reconstructions of biological molecules, which as you can imagine has massive implications for understanding diseases and developing new drugs. To bring this full circle, a baseline model called Image2Sphere was tested on CESPED, and while it's not perfect, the results are promising. It's like the first car on the track has set a time to beat, and now it's up to others to rev up their engines and aim for a new record. So researchers are now in a much better position to push the envelope forward in the field of cryo-EM. Plus, the potential generalizability of these models could save valuable time and resources in future experiments. It's truly remarkable how the puzzle of the microscopic world is being pieced together 
with the help of advanced algorithms and datasets. As you can see, CESPED is more than just a collection of data. It's a stepping stone to major advancements in biomedical research, and we can't wait to see where this takes us. And with that, we've come to the end of today's episode. We hope you enjoyed this journey into the tiny frozen world of cryo-EM and the cutting-edge technology looking to chart its mysteries. Thanks for tuning in. If you have any questions or ideas for future topics, be sure to reach out. Until next time, this is Jen. And Tom, signing off. Keep your curiosity charged. Are you an astronaut who's tired of the same old zero-G games and freeze-dried ice cream? Want to add some tentacly pizzazz to your space station life? Then, have we got a suction-cupped surprise for you. Introducing Orbital Octopus Space Tentacles, Inc., the first-ever spacefarer's solution to cosmic companionship. Picture this. You're floating in your module when suddenly eight wiggly, waggly arms embrace you with interstellar affection. With Orbital Octopus's The Octorbit, our cephalopod pals have never felt more at home among the stars. And they're not just your average eight-legged freeloaders. Nope. These smarty tentacles are skilled in inkjet debris marking, turning space station mess into art. Picasso in space? More like Picasso octopus. Plus, their magnetic booties mean your octopod buddy sticks with you without floating away. Literally sticking around for that spacewalk, thanks to their zero-g training. So if you're ready to reach out and touch, well, more than just the stars, head to Orbital Octopus Space Tentacles, Inc., and wrap your arms, air tentacles, around the future of space companionship. And remember, together, grasping the cosmos, eight arms at a time. Don't float alone. Get your tentacle hug on. Orbital Octopus Space Tentacles, Inc. is not responsible for any ink-related incidents in spacecraft cabins. Always cuddle responsibly. Welcome back to Brainwaves, the podcast where we dive into the fascinating world of neuroscience. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Today we're tackling an intriguing research paper that's all about how the brain manages to generate those mysterious global oscillations, or brainwaves, from the nitty-gritty interactions between individual neurons. The paper's titled, Discrete Synaptic Events Induce Global Oscillations in Balanced Neural Networks. It's quite a mouthful, so let's break it down. For our listeners who might not be familiar with some of these terms, let's start with the basics. Neurons in the brain communicate with each other through connections called synapses. And these connections aren't continuous, they're more like sudden, discrete events. That's right, Tom. Imagine a group chat where rather than a steady flow of messages, you only get a notification when someone sends a big chunk of info. That's kind of how neurons talk to each other through these bursts called postsynaptic potentials, or PSPs. But when neuroscientists model how all this communication results in the widespread brain activity we can measure, like those EEG recordings with all the wavy lines, they often treat these synaptic events as if they were a smooth, continuous noise. And that's where this paper shakes things up. The researchers, Denise S. Goldobin, Matteo Divolo, and Alessandro Torcini, argue that we need to factor in the erratic, discrete nature of these synaptic events, especially in what they call sparse, balanced networks of neurons. Sparse just means there aren't a ton of synaptic connections to each neuron, which is actually more common than you might think, especially in certain parts of the brain, like the visual cortex of cats or the hippocampus of rats. 
Now, balanced refers to a state where excitatory and inhibitory influences in the brain are in, well, balance. So according to these researchers, in networks with fewer connections and the right amount of excitation and inhibition, these sporadic synaptic events can lead to those synchronized brainwaves we mentioned earlier. And they don't just oscillate willy-nilly. These oscillations are actually in the frequency bands that are biologically relevant for processes like perception and cognition. It's fascinating stuff. Think of it as a symphony orchestra. Each musician or neuron might play their note at a specific, discrete time, yet together they create a continuous, harmonious piece of music. Similarly, individual and sporadic synaptic events in the brain somehow conjure up smooth and rhythmic brain waves. The researchers present a new theoretical approach to explain all this and found that it matches up well with actual simulations of how neurons could fire in these networks. Long story short, this paper is saying, hey, we've been underestimating how important these little synaptic blips are when looking at the big picture of brain activity. While the paper gets really technical with equations and models, the takeaway is pretty clear. Neuroscience might need to rethink some of its assumptions about how brain rhythms emerge. And this could have big implications for understanding everything from basic brain functions to disorders that involve disruptions in these global oscillations. Absolutely, Tom. It's like finding a new piece of the brain's puzzle that makes the picture much clearer. As we wrap up today's episode, we invite you to ponder the remarkable ways our brains can turn the discrete into the global from single synaptic events to the complex waves that define our thoughts and behaviors. Thanks for tuning into Brainwaves. If you found today's topic as mind-boggling as we did, make sure to subscribe for more deep dives into the brain's inner workings. Join us next time and keep those neurons firing. Until then, I'm Jen. And I'm Tom. Keep your synapses sharp and your brainwaves balanced. Are you tired of munching on the same old earthly snacks? Then get ready to launch your taste buds on a stellar adventure with Galactic Fruit Ventures. Intergalactic Dragon Fruit Harvesters, Inc. is your first-class ticket to a flavor nebula. With our exclusive zero-gravity dragon fruit tours, you can literally float through space. Imagine plucking a cosmic dragon fruit while orbiting an asteroid. And our Astrofruit subscription boxes, ooh, Get ready for a stardusted flavor explosion every light year. Pow, each fruit is like a supernova in your mouth. And don't even get me started on our cosmic catering. Your next party will be more talked about than the Big Bang. Plus, our stardust sprinkle shakers. Just a dash on your pancakes and you'll see stars. Draco the Delightful will be your celestial guide on this scrumptious journey. With a twinkle in his eye, he's ready to transform your eating experience. So remember, with Galactic Fruit Ventures, we're not just farming fruit, we're harvesting the stars. To blast your taste buds into orbit, visit Galactifruit.com and join the interstellar snacking revolution. Tom and Jen Galactic Fruit Ventures, proudly sponsoring this podcast and your next space dragon fruit odyssey. Welcome back to our insightful and often playful dive into the world of science and technology. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we're unraveling the complexities of neurons and brain states. Get ready for a thrilling journey into the human brain. Let's kick things off with a quick primer on neurons. 
the fundamental units of the brain. They're like little messengers sending signals throughout our body. Precisely, Tom. Neurons communicate through electrical pulses, and their structure is key to their function. They have a cell body, branching dendrites that receive signals, and a long axon that sends them on. Now, what we're discussing today is a two-compartment neuronal spiking model expressed in pyramidal neurons, which are particularly interesting because they have a unique structure in our neocortex. These pyramidal neurons have an apical dendrite that stretches towards the outer surface of the brain and a basal dendrite near the cell body. This structure is thought to support different brain states, such as wakefulness and sleep. That's where the terms apical amplification, apical isolation, and apical drive come into play. Each represents a distinct regime affecting how these neurons process signals in different brain states. In apical amplification, which usually happens when we're awake, the pyramidal neuron can amplify signals that travel up its apical dendrite. This could be important for combining current experiences with our stored knowledge. Apical isolation is like the brain taking a break. This regime is associated with the deeper stages of non-REM sleep, and it seems to isolate the apical dendrite, quieting down the chatter for some rest. And then we have apical drive, closely linked to REM sleep, where dreams occur. In this state, the apical dendrite can drive the neuron's activity, possibly helping in memory consolidation. So what this fantastic paper by Elena Pastorelli and her team proposes is a computational model of neurons that captures these brain state-specific mechanisms, enabling the study and simulation of how neurons behave in different states. It's exciting because classical models usually simplify neurons down to a single point with one compartment, neglecting the complex interplay between different parts of a neuron. Exactly. And that oversimplification can miss out on the rich dynamics offered by these apical mechanisms. Think of it like trying to understand a car's performance with just a drawing of its shape, missing out on the engine, the gears, the works. But with this two-compartment model, researchers can simulate more realistic neural networks, which could lead to breakthroughs in understanding learning and consciousness. So hats off to Elena Pastorelli, Alper Yeganoglu, Nicole Kolodzic, and the whole team for their contribution to neuroscience. This is a leap towards simulating brain functions more accurately. Well, that's all the time we've got for today. Once again, I'm Jen, and science never sleeps, so always stay curious and keep learning. And I'm Tom, reminding you that every discovery opens the door to a thousand new mysteries. Until next time, keep pondering the marvels of the universe. Are you tired of the same old cybersecurity measures? Afraid your digital life is just bare food for hackers? Well, hold on to your hooves, because Megabyte Moose is here to save your cyber soul. Introducing the Cyber Moose 3000. Behold the world's premiere, and let's be honest, only cybernetic moose-based tech wonder. With its majestic biosilicon antlers stretching towards the digital sky, it's not just majestic, it's a Wi-Fi hotspot and a fearsome firewall. That's right, Jen. No more fears of phishing or malware malarkey. The Cyber Moose 3000 vanquishes virtual villains with a chivalrous snort and powerful pawing of the ground. And talk about eco-friendly. It'll gobble up your email spam like it's a buffet of crisp autumn leaves. Nom nom nom. So say goodbye to the wild, wild web and hello to the wild, wired west with Megabyte Moose trotting triumphantly at the vanguard of cybersecurity. Plus, for a limited time, 
When you sign up, you'll receive an exclusive ringtone of the Cybermoose's benevolent bellow. Keeping it wild, keeping it safe, keeping it moose-y. Join the herd of satisfied customers today and let the Cybermoose 3000 take the bite out of cyber threats. Welcome back to our enlightening journey through science and nature. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Today we're folding into an amazing topic, the intricate space of folding protein sequences as defined by large language models. Proteins are the building blocks of life, folks. They do everything from speeding up chemical reactions to responding to stimuli within our bodies. They're like the molecular Swiss army knives. But how do they know what shape to take? As it turns out, they populate a kind of manifold in the high-dimensional sequence space. Picture it like a landscape, full of valleys and mountains. Spot on, Jen. And our trusty guide through this landscape is the folding score function, which shares characteristics with challenges from machine learning and those tricky constraint satisfaction problems. Okay, let's pause here. A folding score is essentially a measure of how likely a protein sequence is to fold into a stable structure. It's like a score in a video game. The higher the score, the higher the likelihood of stability. And just as there's strategy to racking up points in a game, nature has a strategy too. It seems, seems to prefer sequences that fall into wide, flat minima in this energy landscape, like a gentle valley rather than a sharp crevasse. Now, now let's throw in a bit of statistical mechanics, algorithms designed to explore regions with high local entropy in relatively flat landscapes. These algorithms are like explorers seeking out hidden valleys with the most potential. The result? These algorithms can identify highly entropic minima, akin to finding valleys teeming with life, which show significant similarities to natural sequences. In essence, this is about evolution, Tom. Natural proteins aren't randomly put together. They're the result of a long game of molecular optimization. And this is where machine learning enters the stage, providing new insights into the exploration of sequence landscapes where wide, flat minima coexist alongside a majority of narrower ones. Imagine you're blindfolded and feeling your way through a room filled with furniture. That's akin to how proteins navigate the sequence space. The study we're discussing used models like ESM Fold to, to predict how a protein sequence might fold. In an evolutionary context, a protein needs to be able to change to adapt without losing its functionality. This adaptability is encoded in the local entropy or flexibility within parts of the protein sequence. So, when we talk about high local entropy and flat energy landscapes, we're really talking about sequences that could accept a mutation without falling apart, kind of like having substitutable parts. And one more note for our listeners before we wrap up. Consider the concept of key sites within the protein structure. These are specific locations in the protein sequence that are crucial for maintaining its shape. Key sites are like the load-bearing walls in a building. Change those and you risk a collapse. But other areas can be adjusted, more like repainting the walls or switching out the furniture to keep it fresh. We've captured just a glimpse of the fascinating world of proteins and their landscapes, thanks to the wonders of machine learning and statistical physics. This recent study highlights how blending the two can open up new paths in understanding protein sequences. With these insights, who knows what new protein scientists could design or what evolutionary secrets they might uncover. On that note, we'll fold up today's episode. 
Thanks for tuning in to this protein-packed discussion and keep unfolding the mysteries of science with us next time. Until then, I'm Jen. And I'm Tom. Keep pondering the natural wonders around us and see you on the next wave of curiosity. Tired of painting with those silent, lifeless brushes? Looking to add some real spark to your artwork? Then it's time to storm the art scene with Stormcloud Paintbrush Litted, the shockingly innovative way to paint. Every dip of the weather brush is a prelude to a thunderous masterpiece. Its bristles crackle with the energy of an incoming storm. Literally. Our weather brush turns your canvas into a symphony of thunderclaps, each stroke a crescendo of color that dances like lightning. So whether you're a Sunday painter or a seasoned pro, it's time to electrify your art. Don't brush this off. Charge up your creativity today with Stormcloud Paintbrush Lidded, because with us, together, every stroke is a thunderbolt of color. Welcome back to our enlightening journey through the intricate world of neuroscience and artificial intelligence on our podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Today we've got a truly fascinating topic to tackle, the paper on emergence and reconfiguration of modular structure for synaptic neural networks during continual familiarity detection. Get ready for a cerebral excursion. Now, before we dive in, let's simplify what this title means. Imagine your brain as an ever-changing network of pathways that light up in different patterns when you recognize someone you've seen before. Right, and in the realm of artificial intelligence, we're trying to create a synthetic version of this neural dexterity. The paper we're discussing today delves into the learning process of neural networks as they distinguish between the familiar and the unfamiliar over time. To pay homage to the complexity of our brains, researchers are checking out what's called Hebbian feedforward, HEB-FF, neural networks. These are like the new kids on the block in the artificial neural network playground. Essentially, these networks learn patterns of familiarity by adjusting their wiring, much like our brains do through experiences. Say you hear the same song every day, your brain, and thereby the neural network starts creating a memory of it. During this learning bonanza, a network structure evolves. It might start as a chaotic party, but as it learns, certain groups within the network begin to interact more closely, forming what we call modules. These modules sort of specialize in different parts of a task, like different instruments in an orchestra. The paper found that as these modules become more defined and nimble, the network gets better at recognizing patterns. It's like our ability to recognize a song not only by melody, but also by rhythm, or even just a bass line. Spot on, Jen. And these researchers didn't just stop there. They concocted a whole set of measures to really understand what's going on with these networks, their accuracy, the flexibility of their modules, and a kind of numerical diversity called entropy. Now, entropy here is like how your closet looks during a busy week. Initially, everything's all over the place, right? But as you learn to organize better, you find the perfect spot for each item. By tracking all these factors, the study can map out how the synaptic network's modules dynamically reorganize and how that affects the network's ability to nail the task at hand. It turns out, as these networks train and reconfigure their modules, they reach a sweet spot where they're most efficient at the job. But if they go too far, the performance actually starts to drop again. It's like over-organizing your closet to the point where you can't find your socks anymore. 
Exactly. So, when we're looking at artificial intelligence, it's not just about getting smarter. It's about getting smarter in a way that captures the same flexibility and adaptability found in our human brains. This paper has pushed the envelope by showing that networks can grow and reshape themselves in remarkably brain-like ways during learning. And there's promise that these findings could lead to even more advanced and nuanced AI networks down the line. Before we wrap up, let's acknowledge the incredible minds behind this research, hailing from universities across China and New York University. What an exhilarating exploration into the intricate dynamics of synaptic neural networks and their kinship with our own brains. Indeed, stay tuned for our next episode where we'll continue to unravel the wonders of cognition and AI. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen, reminding you to keep pondering the mysteries of the mind. Until next time. Has your afterlife been feeling a little decayed? Are those ghastly gingivitis ghouls giving your pearly whites a poltergeist problem? Well, fear not, dear undead listeners. Necrobrush Inc. has the solution to your cryptic conundrums. Presenting the Necromancer's Toothbrush. Not just any old bristle stick, but a bewitched molar cleaner that's leaving spirits around the underworld smiling like the day they died. That's right, Jen. With enchantments so strong, this brush doesn't just tackle tartar, it summons an army of minty fresh spectral minions. Imagine a legion of mini mouth warriors banishing bad breath and fighting off fang fiends, all without lifting a phalange. Plus, its spellbinding whitening action means you can say goodbye to those dreadful disembodied dentures once and for all. So whether you're a vampire with value or a zombie with zest, let Necrobrush Inc. put the bite back into your afterlife. Say it with us now. Together, Necrobrush Inc where every brush is a battle won against the eerie enamel enemies. Head to necrobrush.com slash podcast to get your claws on this scary good deal and use code ETERNALCLEAN for a discount that will have you grinning to your grave. Necrobrush Inc., the official sponsor of our podcast, where we make sure even the hereafter has fresh breath. And don't forget, every necromancer's toothbrush comes with a lifetime warranty. Because what is time to the immortal? (laughs) 